welcome to Thriving with Mental Illness, a podcast with real talk, an open and honest conversation about issues surrounding mental health. There are no topics that are off limits and no questions that aren't okay to ask. I'm Mikkel Buck, author, public speaker, and suicide survivor who's lived with mental illness for over 20 years. And with me is my guy, Adam. Hey guys, welcome back. We are recording from Rocky Point, Mexico today. Mexico. (laughs) So if we have an accent, we apologize. (laughs) That's what happens when you drive over the border. You automatically adopt the country's country's accents. Yep. You instantly, it's just like your phone changes time (laughs) internally. Your voice changes inflection. Yes. All right. And you start talking with a a Hispanic accent. So Happy to know. Yep. So that's what we're doing right now. Let's start off with a meme. The meme of the week is by Allie Dixon is okay on Twitter. She says, doctor at my checkup asked me if I had, quote, any feelings of depression or anxiety, unquote. And I said, quote, don't we all, unquote. And she said, no. <laughs> so apparently not everybody does. Not everybody, just Allie and I and all of the other listeners that we have. Yes. Awesome. So there are a few people that don't. Well, congratulations to Ali's doctor, who apparently does not have feelings of depression and anxiety. We're so happy for you. Odds of him listening are very small. (laughs) So fine. I was adding him. I wasn't being very (laughs) nice. So (laughs) update, update. We have a lot of updates because it's been a hot minute, but let's hit. We do. Let's hit just a couple highlights. We were up in Utah about a week and a half ago for Savannah's graduation. Yes. She graduated in business marketing from Utah State University, mm. and we are so proud of her. Yes, congratulations. Congratulations. And a funny side note, this is actually the first child I've ever seen of mine to walk across a stage and receive a diploma. So <laughs> I was ridiculously excited for this and beside myself and giddy. And the reason for this is Max graduated from high school, but the boy before him did a backflip off the stage and the whole crowd stood up and oohed and odd and there was a huge ruckus. And by the time everybody sat down and I could see again, Max was already off the stage. I hadn't heard his name. I hadn't seen him walk, nothing. And I was bitter, bitter, bitter. And then Sam ended up getting his GED and then Elle ended up graduating early, but she finished in June. So I've never watched a child walk across stage. So this was yeah. a big moment for me in Savannah Delivered. Thank you, Savannah. It was very exciting. Thank you. It was really exciting. I was so proud of her. And she's seven months pregnant, by the way. Go to our uh, family Instagram page, We Are The Bucks, and you can see Max and Savannah executing this acrobatic, incredible move while she is seven months pregnant, and he's holding her on one hand in the air, and she's balancing. It's insane. But they're crazy, (laughs) and they're crazy talented like that, so... So, yes, Baby also accompanied Savannah. Baby accompanied Savannah. Walking across the stage. Mm Mm-hmm. Congratulations baby did a good job. to both of Good them. job, baby, and Savannah. <laughs> so that was a Friday. Mm-hmm. And then the following day uh, was my grandmother's funeral. Yeah, great-grandma. This grandma. was my mom's mom, and she was 94, so it was a little bit expected. Her health had been declining, but still, it's a sad... It's happy sad. It's happy sad, yeah. Sad because we miss him, but happy for her, and what a good long life and happy family she had. One of the things we thought we would share about my grandma is she was short. She's tiny, like 4'10", right? 4'10". She's a tiny lady. Very tiny, but she was very spicy. She's sassy. She's a little bit sassy, mm-hmm. a little bit uh, independent. She's a and strong, independent 4'10 grandma woman. That's right. Mm-hmm. And so my grandpa passed away like 24 years ago before Max was born. 
And so she's been single a long time. So after <laughs> she'd been single a while, I said, Grandma, you really need to get back into the dating scene and find yourself a boyfriend. <laughs> you know, because we used to joke around. And she this was she was not uh, joking around. She looked at me seriously like, ooh, gross. I don't want to take care of an old man with goobers all over him. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that apparently... Grandma's disgusting retort. Ooh, how, gross. <laughs> how, how fond <laughs> she was of <laughs> the idea of... Finding of, another of having another boyfriend. She yeah. was not interested. She did not need companionship from <laughs> Ew, an old man with goobers. Gross. <laughs> so, yes. We love Grandma. Tribute to Grandma. Grandma was awesome. So, the topic for today, I have so many listener messages and questions that have come in, and we've gotten far behind, and I'm feeling more anxiety about it, <laughs> because we've gotten so many, and we've just taken a few breaks in between. So, so you also feel anxiety. <laughs> yes. I am not like, I'm like Allie, and not like Allie's doctor, who does not feel anxiety. Okay. So, I don't know. Do you feel anxiety about this? <laughs> no, I don't. You and Allie's doctor. Boo. <laughs> Boo you both. But no, I I understand because uh, these are important questions. They are. And I really I feel a responsibility to get back quickly. And I've not been uh, as quick as I would like to be with some of these questions, even though we're trying to get good professionals. But this is one we can answer. Yes. So this listener um, is somebody that I've been in touch with and... Her husband's been struggling with depression for quite a long time, and he didn't want to get treatment, and then he didn't want to start on medication, and it's been a pretty long process, and she said that he's been sad for a really long time. We'll call him Gary. We'll call him Sad Gary. And she said that he's getting help now, because I, I, last time I spoke with her, I checked in, and she said he's getting help, he's on medication, he feels a lot better, but now, instead of being Sad Gary, he's Angry Gary. And frankly, we all hate living with Angry Gary. And every time I try to bring it up, he doesn't care because he just doesn't want to be Sad Gary anymore. <laughs> so the uh, names have been changed to protect the innocent. Yes, his name is not really Gary. Right. So if yeah. you happen to know a Gary, uh, it's, not it, him. it's not him. It's a different one. It's a different Gary. Some different person that's not named Gary. <laughs> also, and I did talk to her because we kind of saw a similar situation with Sam. Yeah. So he was so low and so down and, and really suicidal for quite some time. And it was painful and hard to see it. When we got him started on meds, it was like an instant personality change a little bit. We joke about it in the house and we just call it his crusty jerk shell. We actually <laughs> use a different word, but <laughs> it's a family friendly, it's a family friendly podcast. So we will not share what we really call it. We'll just call it the crusty jerk shell. And but he really developed that and it was quite thick. He's always been so tenderhearted and so kind. I mean, really just the most aware of me and would always give me hugs and he, he was just kind-hearted and just kind of soft on the inside in the best way, like in yeah. a nice, sweet way. When he got on those meds and started on those meds, he really was crusty, crusty and a jerk. And I talked to him about it a couple different times. I mean, number one, I didn't want to upset. You don't want him to be sad and suicidal. So it's fine. But after the fact, we talked about it. And he's like, Mom, I recognize this. It was such an abrupt change. His friends noticed, the family noticed, everybody noticed. But when we were talking about it, he said, look, these are my only two choices. I can either be sad and suicidal 
Or I can be a giant jerk with a crusty shell. And frankly, I pick that one. And yes, maybe it means that I've offended all my friends and everybody's gone now, <laughs> but at least I'm not suicidal anymore. So I'd rather have this one. And it was interesting. He did not want to even adjust his meds, even though he was aware that it was a situation. He didn't want to mess with anything because he did not want to go back to where he was. Yeah. And it took a long time to convince him, look, we can tweak. It's not one or the other. It's not just, you know, your giant jerk, angry Gary or crusty jerk Sam. You can, there's somewhere you can land in between that feels true to who you are, but you don't have to be sad. Yeah. But it definitely takes monitoring. So we've had this come up before where people are almost afraid of medication because it will, they think it will change their personality. Or I think the thing that I hear sometimes is it will, like, it's not really who I am. I just want to be me. That's what they say. Yeah. I just want to be myself. I'm like, I want to be myself too. But I can assure you with my 500 pounds of bipolar and depression weight, I am distinctly not myself. Yeah. So a study that they did of 144 studies involving more than 15,000 people. And the study showed that some type of intervention, like talk therapy, antidepressant medications, even meditation or cognitive training. So people who underwent those types of things actually had a significant change in their personalities. And I feel like I, this is assumed from my end, a change for the better. Yeah, right, right. A change for the better. Well, and maybe it's just a change, but yeah, I mean, their whole point was we do these things because we need to have a change made. And so it's not necessarily a bad thing. And they were, the same study showed that personalities can change over time. And part of the therapy is actually making some of those changes that are needed. Yeah, so everybody's afraid that medication is going to change their personality. Anything you do will change and affect you as you grow. I mean, you're reading, what, Atomic Habits and... All these different steps, I'm noticing a significant change in your personality right. and your focus and things like that. And that's a positive thing. It's not right. a negative thing. And so when people say, oh, I just want to be who I am, like, well, you're really sad right now. Is that really who you are? Or you're being a jerk. Is yeah. that really who you are? The answer is no. You want to be your best self, whatever your best self is. Mm -hmm. And your best self is probably not sad, suicidal. And your best self is probably also not crusty jerk face right. <laughs> jerk face is what i'll say <laughs> yeah the other there was another article i read uh, it was called the psychoactive effects of psychiatric medication uh, and it was in the journal of psychoactive drugs november 2013 i feel like you're just throwing psycho in a whole bunch of different times to make it sound really legit it is is well, that really the name that's of it? the name of it okay yeah. i'm, I'm, I'm sorry i don't I make this stuff up it back. this is legitimate <laughs> research so in this article, they talk about uh, the use of psychiatric drugs is only worthwhile if the benefits outweigh the harms. So they talk about calculating a harm-benefit ratio. Okay. And this is very technical the way they, they did it in this article because it's a technical article. But really, that's what Sam was doing. Mm -hmm. In his own head, he was calculating the harm and the benefit. Yeah. And so what you were talking about was the harm that you saw. Crusty jerk face. Crusty jerk face. But Sam saw the benefit in that. Not suicidal. He was not suicidal. He felt, I, I think his words, he just, he felt more empowered, I think. Yeah, he really did. And it's interesting to talk to him 
about it because he kind of is like, I, I know that I was a jerk and I know that I was talking like that. But honestly, you did also don't understand how good it felt to have a swing like that. And I know that I had kind of swung to the other side of the pendulum where I didn't care about anyone and I wasn't considerate of anybody's feelings or any of these other things. But after just being so sad in his head for so long, he's like, it was such a relief that I did not even care. I just couldn't even go back to the way, no matter what it cost, no matter how I acted, no matter how awful it was, no matter how crusty jerk facey he was. (laughs) It's like, I just couldn't go back to that. So... So for Sam, the benefits outweighed the harm. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, your listener question. Yeah. They were saying, look, for me, the the harm seems to outweigh the benefits. Yes, but that was the wife. Right. And kids. Right. Angry so, Gary doesn't want to change at all. He's where Sam was at, at yeah. way back when, when he's like, I don't care if I'm being jerk. I don't care if I'm being angry Gary because I just don't want to go back to being sad Gary. Yeah. And it took a long time for Sam. I mean, in all honesty, it was over a year before he was willing to start adjusting medication. Mm-hmm. And now he's back to like the very best version of Sam where he's thoughtful and kind and sweet, but also feels strong and empowered, yeah. which is where you want to land. Like now he feels like he's back to himself, his best self. And that's where we want Gary to land. Yeah. And so there's this, in, especially if you're married there's got to be some communication about the subject because obviously there are benefits. There are huge benefits for the person who's suffering and struggling. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you have to be careful because as we've talked about, you know, in marriage, <laughs> you've got to make those deposits and you yeah. have to bring some benefit to the table. And well, you have to be really careful to take good care of the relationships around you. Right. I understand, though, where Angry Gary is at at the moment and also where Krusty Jerkface Sam was at because I, too, have right. been in that spot where, like, I legit cannot care about anyone right now with no consideration for anybody else. So I understand that. It just has to be a temporary landing spot. Right. It can't be a long-term landing spot. So it's fine if you're in it for this moment, but just recognize, even if it takes you a minute to gear up and be ready to make the change, a change has to be made if you want to keep the relationships around you healthy. The hardest part is when you think it's going to be like this forever. Yeah. I'm going to be dealing with this for 40 years. You know, that's just an overwhelming thought. Well, on either side. Right. If it's you when I'm being crusty jerk face me, or if it's me, like I can't deal with this weight. Right. Either way, there's got to be a different solution other than we sit in this for 40 years. So it needs to be balanced on both sides. Yeah. And so for the spouse or whoever is not uh, dealing with the depression or the mental illness, you just have to realize, you know, you got to give it a minute. It's not going to be forever. And just like we said with Sam, it might be a few months. It might be a hot minute. A year. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was it was a while. But it's not going to be ten years. It's not forever. It's so you just have to realize this will get better. Well, and in all honesty, if Sam was willing to adjust meds, it probably would have been a short time period. But yeah. he was so afraid of going back to where he was, he wasn't willing to make changes. Yeah. But it just might be helpful for people on both sides to understand why Angry Gary maybe doesn't want to make changes at the moment. Or why Angry Gary's wife wants him to, <laughs> you know? 
Well, and you obviously had conversations with Sam about this. Yes, we had a lot. So, we had a lot of conversations. Do you have advice on how someone could have that? Because it seems like that would be a very difficult conversation. How would you bring it up in a in a way that lets them know that there's an issue? <laughs> Doesn't at them, but brings it to their attention. Yeah, because you can't pretend it's not there. I mean, you yeah. can't ask a spouse to just pretend like everything's fine if it's not. I mean, no. you can do that temporarily. But if you come at someone and attack them and say, right. by the way, have you noticed your crusty jerk face? Yeah. Probably not going to go well. Yeah. yeah. I would approach it the same way I approach most difficult conversations in my life, which is just start asking questions and let them answer it. We communicate very directly in our family just because we've had to. So I think that that might be a little bit different than maybe the way other families operate. Okay, so we're not editing this out. We're sitting in Mexico. We're recording. Max already came in and interrupted. And as we're, it, and as we're sitting here recording, the door opened like a little ghost. And two little blonde heads peek through. And it's Savannah and Max crawling on the floor, going through the beach bag for we're not sure what. Savannah's Go, 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 she says. Oh, pushing each other in the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> the hazards of of recording on vacation. I know. It's, That's fun. Who could have seen it coming? So Sam was aware that he was being a little bit crusty. He wasn't oblivious right. to it. So you weren't telling him, at least for Sam, it wasn't something that's like, oh, It really? wasn't new information. Right. He knew it. It was like, but I don't care. <laughs> I'm aware of it. I just choose not to do anything about it. Okay. Yeah. And I think it could be a lot more difficult if somebody's not aware of it. Right. So maybe you do have to tiptoe around it. But I think more than anything, in any difficult conversation, and I mean, we've had to have some difficult conversations in our family. I've just had to have a difficult conversation with somebody that I love. And I feel like I always try to start off with, I love you so much and I'm so glad you're in my life for these reasons and offer very real reasons that are true so that people know, okay, I'm coming at this because I love you. Like I'm struggling with, it feels like you're a little bit angry sometimes when you respond to me and that doesn't feel good for me. I want you to feel better. I recognize why you don't want to do anything different, but this is feeling bad to me. What do you think we should do? And when you brainstorm together for solutions, like that's the only way it's ever not going to be a divider. And that's yeah. a hard thing to do. And honestly, make sure everybody's fed and well-rested before you have this conversation. Yes, the, so, the timing of a conversation is, is key. everything. In this article, it talked about, it said, each type of psychiatric medication induces a distinctive altered mental and physical state. And then it said to, to know that different medications affect people differently. So two people can be t on the same medication and have different... Uh, impacts on them mentally and physically. The reason you take drugs uh, or medication is because you need to alter your mental and physical state. Because I mean, that's the purpose. Helping your brain to function the way that it's supposed to. Right. Because your brain is not functioning correctly. So. But they're just saying not every uh, medication, if it works for you, does not mean it's going to have the same effect on someone right. else. Right. They do understand what you're saying, for sure. But... But that's why it's such a tricky thing with medications and with doctors. It's not just like 
This one medication lowers your heart rate. It works the same all across the board. I mean, brains are so much trickier to try to help with medication. There's so many different factors that go into it. Genetics have a lot to do with it. Yes, they affect you in different ways. And that's why there's so many different solutions. And that's why it takes so long to find the best one. Like you really, really, really need a professional. I cannot reiterate an excellent psychiatrist enough. We've hit this before too, but in the article, it talked about the danger of mixing prescribed and illegal drugs. Yes. It's detri- it says detrimental to a person's mental and physical health. Um, you know, we can't stress that enough. Uh-huh. If it, you know, you need to keep the illegal drugs and alcohol out of your system for the prescribed medications to work properly and to... Well, and in all honesty, just to make sure your doctor knows everything that you're taking, legal, illegal, otherwise, whatever, just make sure your provider is aware of all of it. Don't do it. Don't do drugs, kids, except if your doctor prescribes it, and then do those drugs. (laughs) Is that that an okay message to end on? (laughs) No, I I do want... This was a very serious question from the listener, though. And so I really did want to land on, even if you're in it right now, this personality change isn't forever. And even if he doesn't want to make a change at the moment, like just sit back and give him a minute to breathe. But it is something to work through. I would definitely recommend, though, charting very, very specifically to notice mood changes and stuff because some things didn't used to affect Sam as much or me as much. But now, like if it's been longer without eating, ha- hangry is way worse when you're dealing with medication, too. <laughs> it's very, very real. Keep open communication, like you said. Like, that's the way to keep relationships healthy. And I would also say, from the spouse's standpoint, you know, just realize that the medication is giving them a benefit. Mm-hmm. And I know it comes with side effects that you might not like. There will be time to change and to work on those, but at least take the benefit as a win. Yeah. You know, um, because you need, that weight is so heavy, and anytime it can be lifted, that's a win, and it's a movement in the right direction. You're not to the destination yet, but it's going the right way because the weight is being lifted. And so just focus on that also is, is a positive thing, even though there could be at the moment some negative or challenging things to deal with that come along with the positive. Well, and along with that, remembering who they are as a person. Mm -hmm. Like Sam is a kind, loving, thoughtful boy. Yeah, even if at the moment he's not showing that, that's still who he is. And so Gary is kind and thoughtful, and that's why she married him and picked him, because he's kind and thoughtful and caring. And if he's not acting like it at the moment, remember that that's who he is. Right. And for people who are in the spot where they're kind of like, oh, I don't want the medication to make me something I'm not. Gary also isn't a sad person. He was happy. Right. The depression makes him sad. So that also, you're <laughs> that's not who you are either. You just want to be back to who you are. Yeah. So hang in there. Yes. And it's possible. I think that's what we're trying to say. Don't give up hope. Yeah. It'll all work itself out. You just have to take it one step at a time and focus on the small positive wins along the way. Yeah. We like that. Yeah. Thanks for all your research. I didn't mean to delegitimize you when you use your psycho, psycho, psycho three times in a row in your your study. Thank you for all of your uh, research abilities and willingness. You're welcome. (laughs) 
Well, thank you to all of you for listening and tuning back in. If you have questions, you can submit them on Instagram at Thriving with Mental Illness. If you'd like to read more about living with mental illness on a day-to-day basis, you can get my book on Amazon. Remember, there are no topics that are off limits and no questions that aren't okay to ask. We will see you next time. See you next time.